Welcome to the Dan and Ray Show. We're glad you've joined us. Take a seat, have some coffee, and enjoy the show. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. But what if you don't love it, Rayhan? Well, that's pretty simple. I do not love McDonald's. I will not eat McDonald's fruit. Mm. Do they even have fruit? <laughs> do they even have a fruit cup? I think like they used to have part of apples. apples. Do they have apples? Oh, those are the worst apples. Apple slices. Oh, they used to have those parfaits. I think where they put strawberries in or fruit. Well, like blueberries, strawberries. Yeah. Sorry if you love McDonald's and you're offended, but... Yeah, this episode's going to have a lot of McDonald's bashing. Yeah, and we're talking about the food. I'm absolutely not talking about the company and their marketing. I think they do an excellent, superb job to get people to eat gross food. It's amazing. That's the power of marketing right there. It's pretty impressive. I think so. It is impressive. Is it like the enemy? I mean, he uses the power of marketing or manipulation control mm. to get us to eat something that's completely disgusting and engineered right food that's engineered i think so i think so engineered for our taste yeah and we think everyone's doing it so i guess it's good and that's and really we're just following other people i mean look at the lines it's weird and and that is true. People are eating the fruit of death, the fruit oh. that the enemy is delivering to us, and people are lined up for it. They're lined up for anxiety. They're lined up for depression. They're, they're lined up. I mean, look at the internet. Everyone wants to be anxious and depressed. Of course, with our mouths, we said we don't want it, but the line says something completely different. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, we can, you're always powerful and no one can force you to eat. You're not a baby. No. You know, even a baby, like if you have a baby, you know, you can't make them eat. No. Even a baby, you can't be forced to eat. Yeah. But all day, um, okay, well, often people, and I've been there, is I'll eat. All this garbage, all the bad fruit, and I'm talking spiritually here. Spiritually, we'll eat a bunch of garbage, bad fruit, and and then we wonder why. It's like, oh man, I'm I'm anxious, or oh, I wonder why I'm anxiety have anxiety, um, because I'm eating that fruit of anxiety. What is fruit of anxiety? It's you know, worrying about tomorrow. It's not taking thoughts captive. It's letting everything, anything and everything around you impact you. You have no self-control to stop it. You know, I can drive by McDonald's and I will not stop. I'm not interested. There's many things I say no to. And my yes is so powerful that I don't even have to think about saying no to these things. I'm not fighting against, um, you know, anxiety like I previously was. Um, because my yes for peace and joy is so high that I'm not fighting saying no. And I think that's where a lot of people, like this displacement, a lot of times we're, we're stuck in trying to not do bad things. 
Yeah, but you've created a habit of good. Yeah. Um, whereas if we create a habit of eating McDonald's, mm. the good doesn't, like a good salad doesn't look very good to us. Not at all. It's not appealing to our eyes, to our taste buds, because we've been eating McDonald's forever. Someone brings over the kale salad to your party or whatever you're having, or even just to, hey, we want to go somewhere else. And they're like, yeah, sure. And then, like, you order this, you know, they go to this healthy place, and you order the salad because that's pre pretty much all they have. And you're like, in your mind, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is so gross. Okay, we're using kale, and sometimes kale can be gross, even for those. <laughs> that's weird. But seriously, though, a good salad, like, you know, you don't really like it because you're not used to it. Your taste buds want to reject it. And yeah. so spiritually speaking, You've been feeding yourself junk, and you've been feeding yourself all this bad negative thoughts, or or you, you allow yourself to be anxious every day about something, and you wake up with negative thoughts, and that's a habit. You've created that habit, mm. and whenever someone comes to you, or ever the pastor gets on stage, or whenever a friend wants to come to you and give you truth, the Word of God, or just truth in general about who you are, that's the good stuff, and you don't like it. You reject that's, it like a baby. You reject it. You spit it out. You might not do it in front of their face, but you're doing it internally. Right. Internally, you are rejecting and spitting out. An example would be like, hey, 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 you just need to declare the word. You just need to have some good declarations over your life. Like, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And whenever you can tell, whenever your thought life doesn't match, like the word, because it feels weird. And it's like, ah, I don't really like this. And you can just power through it like you would with food. Like, hey, I hate the salad. Yeah. You know what? It's good for me. I'm just going to, I'm going to power through it. Yeah. Some people can do that. That's cool. But it, I think what we probably need to do is shut down the negative first and go on to negativity fast. Yeah. You know, first. fast is the, is a, a word that Ooh. so many people either love it or hate it. They're like, you got some believers who are like, I love fasting. And you got other believers like, oh my gosh, we don't have to do that. That's like an Old Testament thing. We don't have to do that, okay? And, and it's like, it's not just about food. Yes, we are actually talking about food a lot here right now. But to fast from your anxious thoughts Ooh. is so important. Because, because if I try to give you a different fruit... You're, you're eating this fruit of anxiety every morning you wake up you think oh what's today gonna be like or you look in the mirror and think gosh i'm glad i have makeup this my face oh oh do you see that i got a new pimple today so you're this is the fruit you eat this is the fruit you eat and then I, we come and we say hey you're fearfully and wonderfully made you're so beautiful today's gonna be a great day and we're trying to give you yeah. another fruit Yes, and you're like super, like I don't want that fruit. That's that's not gross. true for me. I have, I don't feel like, and you kind of push the fruit away. I don't feel like you're it's... like you know what I'm gonna push that away. You might not do it to someone's face, but you will push it away. And this is where fasting comes in. Fun. You need you might you don't want to eat that fruit because you like the fruit you've been eating. Well, you need to fast from your fruit then because you're not able to eat the good fruit 
because it's not appealing to you. So what you need to do is take away the fruit you have been eating to the point to where you actually have cleared it out of your system so that you could actually enjoy the other good fruit that God wants you right. to enjoy. Right. And as well, kind of like where we started, like I can't force you to eat salad. Yeah. Um, um, you know, like, because you're powerful mm-hmm. and you can make your own choices. Even a baby can make its own choices mm-hmm. and says, I don't like that. And it spits it out. Yeah. I don't like that sweet potato. Not... But I like the carrot. That's like the most... baby is literally making a choice. Right. A powerful. A powerful choice. Yeah. And and this is where like double mindedness and stuff just rob us of so much joy and peace and just like just walking in freedom really because we think like i am free but then like i but i can't always say yeah i know i'm fearfully and wonderfully made you know you know the script i know that i can never my sin will never separate me from god but okay the but is the double-mindedness yeah don't let the buts get in your way okay Get in your way of freedom. Get in your way of hope. Double-mindedness is always going to get in your way of your breakthrough. Double-minded, a double-minded man is unstable in everything he does. Therefore, you won't receive your your breakthrough that you're looking for. You're not going to receive the solution that you're looking for because you're unstable in all your ways, and and that's not your. That's not your lot. That's not your inheritance. That's not what God has for you. That's not what God has for me. And you have to be aware of the double-mindedness because it can come quickly in our minds. It can come quickly in our life. How does someone know? How can someone catch double-mindedness? Because I've experienced that you just don't know it. You're like, I'm not double-minded. If somebody got up there Sunday morning and was like, hey, if you've been struggling with double-mindedness, raise your hand. No one's going to raise their hand because no one's like, I don't think so. I don't uh, Not me. I mean, maybe, maybe that guy is. We can see it on others. It's the plank issue over and over again. We can see it in other people, but we don't see it in ourselves. So how can we catch it? Okay, well. Putting you on the spot. A couple things here. One, it sounds like that person doesn't have a regular um, pattern of assessing their life and their heart and their mind. And it sounds like that person isn't in the word also. And but the main thing is, are your actions lining up with your words? Now, the person who doesn't have a regimen of testing their heart out, assessing their life, they're not going to see it. They're not going to see that. That is literally what you're saying. They will not see that their actions are not lining up with their words. And a lot of times we as believers want to have a we have a kind of a false we will go do good works in the church. We'll do good things that have nothing to do with the actual problem thought that you yeah. have that's double-minded. And, and so, but so you'll have this bad thought, and you'll go do good things in the church. But those good things aren't actually addressing the bad thought you have. So let's say you, again, let's say the scripture says, "I'm fearfully and wonderfully made." Yeah. Okay, so that's the truth. Yep. And then you have like you're you're double minded because every time you look at yourself, you have a negative thought. Mm. But you'll go and volunteer, you'll lead a Bible study, and those have nothing to 
do with the fact that you're fearfully and wonderfully made and you're believing a lie, yet you will use it to justify that you actually believe you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Those are two separate things. Yet we will use a completely opposing, like, action to say that we do believe those things. No, you have to attack the action, the the exact action with the exact truth. Mm. So if your exact action is, I look at myself and think I'm ugly or why am I here? I'm not valuable. These are the exact actions that are, well, like the truth of you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. You cannot take a, a lie and try to just extinguish it with something that has nothing to do with that specific lie. Yeah. That it, that is a part of double-mindedness. That you're trying to fix a problem, but here it is: you're trying. You got this IKEA furniture piece that you're putting together, okay? Right, and you're trying. You know, they come with those um, Allen wrenches. The Allen wrenches, Key. right? And you're trying to use a hammer. Mm. You cannot do that. You cannot use a hammer for a a project that needs an Allen wrench. Yeah. And here and so what we do as Christians is we've got this 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 piece of wood that is gonna go into this piece of wood. So that's like that's our like that's our lie. So our lie is that we're ugly, we're not valuable. Okay. That wood piece and that wood piece needs an Allen wrench to fix. And you don't want to use the Allen wrench because you don't actually want to fix the problem. You don't actually want to put the piece of furniture together. Rather, you kind of want to be a victim. You don't think you want to, but you do because you're actually show. You go and you do all these good works. You use the hammer and try to quote put it together, and you want, and then you, you, you're kind of a victim. You're like, well, see, I tried to put it together. I did all these things. No, you're not even using the right tool. So let's stop lying to ourselves, well, and let's use the right tool to fix the actual piece that you need to fix in your life. Yeah. Right tool, right quote. It's not even a problem. Sometimes it's just yeah. lies. It's just, yeah. You got this, you need a correct tool we make to fix it. the lie. We make it into a problem. Yes. It really wasn't, it's not a big deal. It really isn't. But then when we do all of this, this game of running from the problem and like, hey, I don't feel really victorious over here in my job, but... Um, I feel really victorious in my health and I'm really crushing it. I'm really on top of things, um, with my diet and with my eating mm-hmm. with, um, you know, in just a, a relevant area mm-hmm. and we try to get a victory in other areas to like compensate. It's like, you, you know, you just have victory in that area. How can I have victory? Jesus. I know that's super like basic, but the reality is, is there's never a circumstance where you're not in victory. And if you're not in victory, it's you're you're believing a lie. Any area of our life that's not glistening with hope is under the influence of a lie. Thank you, Steve Backline, for that glorious quote that we quoted from Francis Frangipon. Oh really? In another book, yeah. Oh but he says it so much. Wow. Well thank you, Francis, <laughs> because we use it a lot. Yeah, you just war with that. And it's true because oh. Do you I think have Jesus is going to leave you hopeless? Come on. He literally died for us. Come on. That that alone should give you hope. Come you don't even need to go search the scripture. I mean, I do encourage you to search the scriptures, but you don't even need to search the scriptures for any piece of hope because he, Jesus dying and resurrecting is the 
that's why he says to do communion. Don't forget what I've done. Why? Why should we not forget what Jesus did? Oh, because it's the very key that will bring breakthrough and solutions and hope and joy for every area of your life. Just understanding, just understanding the depth Come on. Of, of why and what and who he did this for. Come on, understand. It's important. It's do this and remember yes, I, me. Yes. And back in Psalms, like, forget not. All my, may actually not be in some, but forget not all my benefits. It's like, we want to, like, we forget, like, so many things. It's like, that's a, that's the thing, like, we really have to hold on to. It's like, forget not all his benefits. And why in the Old Testament, your... yes, he does. And why do you think that they set up, like, monuments in the Old Testament? It was to remember. It's like they know that we're going to forget. Yeah. It's like, I'm prone to forget. Yeah, we're prone to forget. I mean, and, well... It's another podcast episode is about putting the mind of having the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. It's another it's another episode all on some. That's just a whole nother. We don't we don't have to earn it. We don't have to get it. We just just put it on, man. Well, it's true, but yeah, we could go more into that later. But this has been this has been good. This has been good. A little bit of McDonald's bashing. A little yeah. Ikea, Ikea. We didn't technology. bash the company in McDonald's. We bashed the engineer food that they produce. Right. Um, but I guess you could consider that bashing McDonald's. Either way, did you hear about the new, speaking of McDonald's? Oh, yeah. Um, I am, first of all, just so everyone knows, I have absolutely, I have always been super impressed with McDonald's and their marketing, and Coke, and Coke, their marketing. I'm always so impressed how they can produce something that's so subpar, and that as humans, we should all know this is so low of food like like we should know that i'm so impressed though how they can how they can produce um low quality food and get so many people to love it and be so loyal to it it's impressive they do such a great job and here we are with the good news and grace and you just can't even give it away i know like it's crazy. And it's, I know it's crazy. It's like you got McDonald's. We can learn right next to it. We can learn some. You have like a hamburger place yeah. that's producing high quality hamburgers yeah. and nobody ever goes to it. And all of you are thinking, well, that's because our place was too expensive. That's why I don't go to it. Well, first of all, McDonald's is getting kind of expensive. Second of all, um, the gospel is free. Yeah. Although it did cost Jesus a lot. Yeah. So. Anyway, it's only going to cost you things that you need. Anyways, yeah. So what I'm saying is, I actually really, I actually really am impressed by McDonald's. But okay, so McDonald's. Yes. Before we end, just a little tidbit, they're opening up, um, this called uh Mac D's or something like no. Okay, so it's basically yeah. they're trying to compete with Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts. It's literally just a coffee place and some some quick foods. And they've opened the they've just recently opened one in Illinois, and they're gonna open up one in Texas, mm. and to see if it'll work. But I'm thinking, funny enough, come on, you're McDonald's. You know you're gonna work. Like you're gonna kill it. Because another reason why I love McDonald's, the actual company and what they do, yeah, uh, is. That they are like they they try new things. Yep. They innovate. Come on. They repent basically and turn what? from things that don't work. Well, Maybe we could actually learn a lot from McDonald's here, guys. Like the actual 
company and the way they market, like, um, like they will repent and turn from things that don't work. It, How many yeah. us believers actually repent and turn from something that doesn't work? No, we stay in that job. Oh. We stay in that, you know, mindset for years. We won't even repent from the mindset. We'll just keep, well, keep throwing out. I mean, it would be, I mean, I know over the years they have to have so many, but like it would be interesting to see how, how many like failed, yeah, like menu items they, yeah. they created over the years where it's like, ooh, that was gross. Like that, that did not go well. Mm. I'm sure there's plenty that, yes. that are laughable, but what happened? They just kept on moving, man. And, and it's something to examine your heart, yourself, you know, with of like, how many failures am I going to allow in my life? Like we might have like one or two, and it's like, oh, that, that was it. That was it. I can't. I'll never do that again. I, but you're never doing that again actually stops you from never doing anything again. What? Well, yeah, because my dog says, I'll never do that again, mm. that particular item. Yeah. But they don't say, I'll never produce food again. Come on. They just say, I'm not going to produce that item again. Because <laughs> so many of you have, quote, failed on the earth, like right. like where people won't say you're not successful or you failed in something. Yeah. And you allowed that to never, for you to never do anything again. And I, I we just want to release you from that today because it's not true. You're not a failure. And actually, God is where if you did something in faith and you, quote, like, weren't successful, God is so pleased with you. He is pleased with faith, and he cannot be pleased with not with people who don't have faith. If we don't have faith and we do something, that's not pleasing to God. But if we do something in faith and it doesn't look like we succeeded in that thing, God's so pleased with you, so pleased with us. And that's some good news right here. really good news. I mean, just break out the baby analogy here. Like when... When the kid's around, whatever, eight, nine months old, and it's starting to, like, walk. Yeah. Transitioning, like, crawling to walking. And they take that first step, and they fall. Hey, oh, so disappointing. I can't believe you oh, fell. Gosh. I can't believe you fell. I can't believe you, this is over. It, it just, wow. Oh, my gosh. And we don't do that. No. We, oh, good job. We say good job. Yeah. Good job. Why? Because they're trying, and they're growing. And we know that they... We're not labeling, oh, yeah, you're just a faller. Yeah. Because that's what I just saw. No, we know that they will become a walker. And the baby knows that they will become a walker because their mommy and daddy are walkers. And they can see them walking and they will walk into that as well. And so people, if I think there's people who are listening who... Um, businesses and marriages. I, think, ah, I, I can't be married again. I can't do that again. I can't be in that relationship. I'm clearly it's not for me. You know, I, we release you from that. You are made to be in relationship with people, with God. Um, and, and yeah, and if you tried business and it didn't work, uh, you're in great company. And because pretty much everybody's felt at least once in business for sure. Mm-hmm. And we give you freedom to fill again. Yeah. And and the amount of victory that you're going to have in life is probably going to be um, increased by the amount of failure you're going to allow to happen in your life. Good, yeah. Come on. We're going to have to end this podcast because I know we could go into all the failures we've had, but how much victory come we have, to have as well. Come on. That would be for another podcast. But it's been so good. We pray that you have an amazing day knowing that God loves you. He's passionate mm-hmm. about being in a relationship with you. And you are more than a conqueror. Come on. That's really good news. That's really good news. And, and if, if you didn't feel like that was true, you really needed to hear that. Yeah. If, you, if you're 
your spirit instantly rejects some of that. You're like, I don't, I'm not conquering anything. This one's for you. This one's for you, people. Oh, yeah. Thank you for joining in today to our podcast episode one. We hope that you are encouraged and that you'll come back for episode two. Until next time, friends, make God first in your life. And remember, you are more than a conqueror.